and welcome to Inspiring Women Leaders, the podcast about leadership by women only, from which everyone can learn. Inspiring Women Leaders aims to showcase the extensive leadership knowledge and practical skills of its incredible guests, and to both inspire and educate its listeners, helping them acquire the know-how necessary to become better leaders themselves. Without further ado, I'd now like to welcome my guest. So please, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Today, I'm really pleased to welcome to the show my friend, fellow physician, coach, and business founder, Dr. Funke Afalabi-Brown. Dr. Brown is a triple board certified sleep medicine physician, passionate about helping people discover the gift of sleep as a superpower. Dr. Brown is a speaker, coach, educator, writer, and the founder of Restful Sleep MD, where she helps busy professional women and their children prioritize sleep to achieve their optimal health and thrive and live to their fullest potential. She's a member of the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and the American Thoracic Society. She's also on the Medical Advisory Board of Baby Center and the Expert Advisory Board of Project Sleep. She's a frequent speaker at conferences, summits, workshops, and association meetings nationally and internationally. As a physician in practice for over a decade and a mum of two who struggled with sleep issues, she fully understands the impact of sleep deprivation on our mental, physical, and emotional health. As a result, she's dedicated her career to helping professional women be their best selves. She does this through speaking, coaching, courses, and programs focused on educating and empowering busy professional women to make sleep a priority as a critical pillar of their health. What an incredible mission. And I think it's very fair to say that Dr. Brown is leading the way with inspiration. So without further ado, let's meet Dr. Funke Afalabi-Brown. Welcome to the show, Dr. Funke. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Harrison. I'm so excited to be here. No, at all. It's my absolute pleasure. I'm so excited that you've agreed to come on and speak to the show's audience. So let's let's start then. Um, So uh, that bio is incredible. Um, But um, in your in your own words, could you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself, including what your current work roles are and what leadership positions you currently hold or have held in the past, please? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, I just like most of us in the in the physician space i struggled with sleep because it was never a, it was never a thing right maybe we had an an hour long's worth of education of what sleep was and even in that it was more of identifying sleep disorders rather than the actual science of sleep and the impact it had on our health and so as i went through training you know initially i did my pediatrics residency, went on to do a pulmonary fellowship, and then really started working in the space as an attending in an academic institution. And I realized how exhausted parents were. And I could really see myself in them, right? Because I'd experienced that as well. And so I realized how important it was to connect good sleep to health. And so that motivated me to go ahead and do a you know, another fellowship in sleep <laughs> medicine. So I, I took a pay cut 
<laughs> but I think it's been one of the best decisions uh, of my life. And so after yeah. that, yeah. Uh, you know, I went back into this clinic space again, back to my current academic institution and there, you know, seeing patients again in clinic now, seeing sleep patients, you know, I came to realize that, wait, okay, now these kids with sleep disorders, their parents are, are not sleeping either. And so that motivated me to sort of step outside of the four walls of the exam room and start off my own company, which is Restful Sleep MD, where I really help high achieving women like me <laughs> to prioritize sleep as a form of rest, really, so that we could do all the things we're meant to do. And maybe not all of them, but then the energy and the motivation and the strength to do the things we've been called to do. And so in terms of different leadership opportunities, I've had quite a few in my career. Uh, first, even as I was an attending, I was the medical director initially, even before I did my sleep fellowship, I was a medical director in my in my division at that time where I led a team of, you know, my fellow attendings, nurse practitioners, nurses, and, and, and the entire team really to help build, you know, good work culture, care for patients. I also helped with starting uh, a, a program for patients who had sickle cell disease and sleep problems. So that was really mm -hmm. another opportunity I had. And then fast forward to now, in even in my current role, I am uh, both uh, an associate program director for our fellowship, because one of the things I'm really passionate about is mentorship and, you know, training and really advocating for for people of color to stand in the positions that I have been. So really paving the way for those that are coming behind me. And so that's really been an incredible opportunity, as well as quite a number of quality in, uh, in uh, QI projects or so quality improvement projects that I've done. I've had the opportunity of leading the teams in facilitating transitions for patients, outpatients and inpatient, you know. And so bringing it to, a, you know, to my world right now, where I, in my role as Restful Sleep MD, of course, really rising to help other leaders be better versions of themselves by prioritizing their sleep, by resting well, because I know the connection between sleep and empathy and sleep and emotional mm -hmm. intelligence. And so really, I've had the opportunity also to work with my own small team, even in my company right now, <laughs> um, really to 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 do the things that we're, we're, we're doing. And it's just been an incredible journey. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for sharing all of that. That's that's really incredible. There's gosh, so many, so many um, leadership roles and 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 fantastic opportunities and experiences, including you know paving the way for uh, for other uh, women of color, people of color to to kind of step up as well. Um, and I, um, I I jotted something down while you were talking. I I, I really liked uh, that you said about prioritizing sleep to, and I'm paraphrasing here to uh, give us the energy and strength to do the things we're called to do call to do i love that because you know um what you're doing seems to be a calling for sure um with restful sleep md but also you know leadership is a is a calling for some people as well isn't it so um that's that's such a great um great turn of phrase thank you um well on on in that vein um can you talk a little bit more about what your what you feel your personal leadership style is please so i would say my leadership style 
really is sort of one who leads by example. And so a lot of what I do through, you know, my mentorship and things is really making 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 complex situations simple because I really don't like, you know, I don't like things being too complex. So breaking yeah. it down and then really setting things in such a way that even the silliest questions, even in that sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> People can approach me with it because I would rather we clarify upfront things that are not clear then, you know, and deal with it right then than, yeah. you know, after yeah. the fact. So yeah. a lot of what I do, again, I do the same. So it's it's kind of like a, a give and take, like I'm asking for help and I ask, expect them to, if they need me uh, to, to also come, be able to come to me and ask for help as well. So a lot of what I'm doing, I'm leading that through example. That's That's such a big piece for me. And also, I would say also I lead, I also try to meet people where they are. Uh, in yeah. the sense yeah. of let's start with where you are. Let's identify what your strengths are. And that really helps me to assign roles of where I feel people will shine. So it does take a little bit more work, right? Sitting yeah. and saying, okay, this person might be struggling in this position, not because they don't have strengths. It may just be not be the best fit for them. So how can I use leverage whatever strengths they have, whatever values and things like that that are important to them? And how can I use that to help them to be better versions of themselves, to help them to also be leaders as well? And I think that's really something that's very important because then that way people then then build self-confidence in that, like, wow, I could actually do this, right? So yeah, you're kind of um, empowering them and you know li- liberating them and so on. Ah, oh, so many, so many gems in that uh, in that answer, um, Funke. Uh, I I've just written written down a few things. Uh, a lot, a lot of good stuff in there. Thank you. Um, so it sounds like you're you're very approachable. You have a kind of like an mm-hmm. you know open door thing. Um, you're accessible to um, to your team, and you ask for help as well as encouraging them to ask for help. And there's that uh, leading by example there. So that's, that's great. Um, you, know, you know, kind of humble, humble leadership, not too, not too proud to, you know, like some CEOs are, you know, well, I, I'm, I know everything or I'm the CEO. So I need to appear as if I know everything sort of thing. And um, so that is, that's wonderful. Um, and then I love the way that you describe getting to know your team. Um, and through that, you can uh, work out, what their what their strengths are and um you can you know work to their strengths and put them in the best role according to those strengths but i i, I really love because this is something that's very dear to my heart as well utilizing their values and actually mm-hmm. kind of exploring what their values are and mm-hmm. um making that a, a priority for you when you're uh w- working out what things they should do um within the within the organization so love that thank you so much um okay well um I think you've you've talked you talked about your leadership roles, but um, can you go into a little bit more detail about you know kind of uh, your journey to leadership? Whether whether any kind of leadership roles that you did, um, you know, as a in medical school or in residency, uh, and then when you became an attending, how did you kind of uh, climb that leadership ladder? Please. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I always there's there's those an encounter I had with one of my attendings that was when I was in medical school. 
Mm. One of the things he said was, you know, you're so bright. I can't, I just remember it up till this day. And I think that's been something that has really stuck with me. He said, mm. you know, you're so bright. You have so much to share with the world, but you're not, you're not assertive. You don't appear to be confident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, and and growing up too, I was someone who kind of liked to stay in the background. Really right. didn't. I didn't feel like I even liked the sound of my voice. I was sickly. I was, you know, mm. it was things like that. But you know, when mm. I had that conversation with him, and it just really resonated with me, and I just took off after that. Yeah. And so, how did that manifest? So, within medical school itself, we had this kind of subgroups within. We had a very large class. Yeah. And so I, you know, I rose rapidly to be the sort of sort of the class, the representative for that subgroup. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that was really where I started uh, really discovering myself and seeing myself as a leader. And and then from then on, you know, when I went to when I started my residency, you know, I came from Nigeria and I came here and I, I noticed one thing about uh you know, my whole residence and my my senior residence and things like that. And and my my interns, my fellow interns as well. And I was the confidence they exuded. <laughs> and it was incredible. And sometimes I would hear things and not to, you know, put anybody down. I'm like, wow, I don't think that was the right answer, but the confidence with which that came out, it made it sound very right. <laughs> You know, that again helped me realize, wow, I do have a voice. I just need to help people hear it. And yeah. and I think this is something that's going to be important. And so by the time I was uh, by the time I was in third year, they had asked me to stay back as a as a chief resident right mm. away, just because of just the pattern, the way I learned my interns, the way I learned as a third year and things like that. Uh, I didn't, I had to turn that down because I was on a mission <laughs> to right. do a sleep fellowship, uh, to do a pulmonary fellowship. But it was, yeah. it was a great honor, right, to be invited yeah. to take on that role. And then, you know, right as I started my fellowship again, I was in charge of curriculum building, in charge of speaking with our, uh, you know, the attendees, the faculty to mm. get them on the schedule for, you know, for our educational activities and things mm. like that. So those were, those were really great admin. I learned a lot of admin, mm. uh, you know, skills at that point. I, I learned a lot about being diplomatic, you know, mm. trying to work on schedules around people that may not necessarily like what their schedule looked like. So that, those yeah. were skills I started to gain at that time. And then, you know, again, like as a medical director for my division, once I, when I completed my fellowship and staying back, uh, you know, I learned to start to talk with people in, you know, in those administrative leadership roles for the hospital to advocate mm -hmm. for my team, uh, to ask for more resources. And, you know, one of the things I would say is everybody is human and wants to be treated with respect. And so mm. that was somewhere where I really started to, you know, see that, like, even mm. those that seem like, you know, right at the top in that sense, mm. they they still they still want to be heard and they yeah. want you to know that they you know they hear you and so yeah. and so i i kind of bridged a gap between my team and you know hospital administration and that was an incredible experience too yeah and so you know of course fast forward to now a lot of what i'm doing too is around you know mentoring fellows training teaching 
helping them also become the leaders they're meant to be, right? Mm-hmm. And you think about this now, of course, there's a lot more work towards, you know, the leadership classes you can take, there's training and mm-hmm. things like that. So I think that's beautiful. But I, I also feel that the experience you learn on that journey of self-discovery or finding out what kind of leader you are, what kind of, mm. you know, how do you lead your team? How do you connect with people where they don't seem like they're just a cog in the wheel, but they're actual yeah. humans with stories and experiences. And yeah. again, like I said, positioning them in a way that they will shine uh, in a way that you, you are almost certain that they will thrive and they will excel in their role is really important. An example I would say is I, for one, I'm not necessarily like super, I would say, you know, OCD and, you know, I'm not, I'm not exactly that person that is super granular in detail, right? Mm-hmm, That's just mm-hmm. who I am. And I've come to accept that. And so sometimes I might overlook the very, very fine detail. I'm sort of more of a, you know, big picture type of person. And guess yeah. who I make sure that I have on my team? Someone who is a little bit on the OCD side, right? Yeah. Because that's their strength, right? So yeah. someone who I know will be that person that can kind of pay attention to some of those mm. small details and realizing that I can be all things and making sure that I have people on my team who can sort of fit those areas so that we can all get the mission or the, and the work done. Oh, that's that's great. Thank you. Uh, thanks for sharing all of that. Um, so it's, it sounds like you were, you know, kind of earmarked for leadership roles from from very early on, um, as a as a junior resident, you know, and then as you um, went through residency, you, uh, they asked you to be chief resident, which, as you say, is a is a huge a huge honor. But you know, you you were focused. You had your 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 career plans, your journey planned. You know, um, didn't want to sort of derail that, but it's like it was always always meant to be that you were going to get involved in leadership at a senior level um at some point all that all that did was just delay it a little bit um i uh i love what uh it sounds like you had um uh you know the men- the, the mentorship uh side of things is is just really kind of keeps coming through as a theme um it sounds like you had some um great great mentors like you talked about that attending who um you know said you are you are fantastic but you're kind of as a saying we have in the uk i'm not sure if you have it in the states hiding your light under a bushel you know you're kind of Mm. keeping (laughs) keeping you know not letting your light shine um Mm. and uh and and that kind of really was the uh well it sounds like it was quite a pivotal point because at that point then you kind of um started to own your confidence and really um move forward with that side of things and it just really uh highlights the the power that the faith of another person in you can can have and the impact that another person can have on you in a positive way but obviously it can you know can be destructive as well but this was really positive and then you followed that through you know with all the mentorship that you've done um and and having having faith in others and and letting their letting their light shine as well and i i love the the you know the fact you talk about you know you're dealing with actual humans with with their own with their own stuff going on so it sounds like you're a very relational leader as well you kind of like you know you you look at those relationships and and take them very um very seriously so uh i really love that so thank you um for sharing all of that so you meant as i said you mentioned and i just um uh brought up the uh the attending that uh kind of um spurred you on and uh 
you know kind of pushed you to the next level um were there any other um people senior to you physicians non-physicians female or male that kind of helped you rise as well yeah you know I think what we usually talk about just those that that network of people Mm -hmm. peer mentors you know senior mentors sponsors Mm. and things Mm. so I've had all of those and I think that's been so critical to my growth as a leader Mm. um you know I've had people who sort of see in me things that I don't I look in the mirror and I may not necessarily see completely right so Mm. and I think that's been incredible because those people have helped me tap into resources that I had in me that Mm. have uh, you know that have taken me to the next level so even in terms of my decision to be a pulmonologist there was one of our the mentorship and the guidance that I got from one of my attendings you know he was a it was a it was in my during my residency and just the way he interacted with his his team, the way he interacted with us Mm. as the trainees, I really, really admired. And Mm. so he sort of took me under his wing. And I actually spent a year, did a year of research fellowship with him. So I spent time with him in clinic. I spent time with him on the wards and things like that, just to kind of learn. And he was so, he was very humble, but still just commanded this air of respect as Mm. well. So it was Mm. just such a lovely balance that I really appreciated. And we stayed in touch um, since then because it Mm. was part of when I saw that I'm like, I can, I can be a leader that is, you know, empathic. I can be a leader that is able to carry the team along. Mm. I can be a leader that uh, listens and that people listen to and so it was just really this this great balance so that mm. was one person that had a huge 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 play, part to play in my in my life and in my career mm. and then of course I've had you know even my division chiefs um you know people outside of pulmonary and outside of sleep medicine that mm. I have you know I've either reached out to or have kind of pulled me in as well to mm. mentor me and things. So I think that's every single step of the way. I've definitely had people and also people outside of medicine as well. Yeah. have really inspired me and, and motivated me and given me opportunities to to step into, you know, this different roles that I've, I've mm. worked through. Yeah. Excellent. Um, any, 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 any kind of particular area outside of medicine where? that have been quite impactful on your leadership yes so you know it's interesting one of them is my my own sister my older sister who Uh is (laughs) who is i she's a she's a minister uh Uh as well and she's an engineer she's brilliant and so Mm. she's not in medicine but one of the things that i've seen her do when where it comes to mentoring other women Mm. uh really i've it's resonated so well with me and i've taken a lot of you know the gems that i've learned from her and Mm. things like that into my own life as i interact with other women and so i you know while it's not in medicine some of those 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 strengths that i've gained just from listening to her and and being her sister all this all this so many years as well (laughs) You know, I brought it into my own workplace. I brought it into yeah. my business, and uh, she's definitely played that big role. 
Fantastic. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. I, I love that. Um, and, you know, and we don't have to learn leadership as, as physicians from other physicians. And, and oftentimes they're, they're sometimes the worst people to learn leadership from, aren't they? You know, we, we, we know that, but, uh, um, you know, ultimately leadership is, you know, interaction between a leader and, and their colleagues and their team and, and, and so on. And it, it's a, it's a human relationship thing, isn't it? Um, you know, it's not necessarily a doctor doctor thing. So, uh, yeah great that you pick pick that up from from other areas as well so thank you for that um so it's been it's been lovely and i don't want to go down a a, a dark rabbit hole uh, or a dark <laughs> fork in the road but um have you have you experienced any um any problems any challenges along the way um that have you know kind of given you pause for thought and you've had to think well how what, how can I deal with these things and um and how did you cope with them and move move past them well I would say you know there have been times you know as someone who is who who leads with empathy and things like that I feel like there's sometimes a balance where uh, if you're not careful, people can take you for granted. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about a lot of, oh, give yourself grace, grace, tons and tons yeah. of grace, which is very important. But sometimes uh, it, it may, I have to be conscious of the fact that we are have a mission to accomplish. We have a goal we need to get to. So really yeah. still making sure that people um, continue to bring their best foot forward. And while, you know, while there's that balance, I'm not like going to be, you know, authoritative in that sense, you know, yeah, but yeah. really striking that balance of the, the expectation is, you know, we do things as excellently as possible, granting that we will always choose progress over perfection to mm-hmm. get to the point where we accomplish this, we reassess and then think about ways we can improve and then move forward. So there have been times where, for instance, I have had maybe team members not getting things done either as efficiently, effectively, or in a timely manner. And Mm -hmm. so I had to look back and think, okay, how, what did I do that, you know, what, was there anything I did different? Was there anything I could have done differently to get this Mm. person to, to make sure that they accomplish what they, the work product that they would be most proud of and mm-hmm. while some of the work, some of that feedback will go back to them in terms of either time efficiency and management then I have to look at myself as a leader to say how could I have communicated this differently so that you understand that this is my expectation mm. and I would rather even if you fall you fell short how do I make sure that we, you rise to the occasion mm. and only one word really comes to mind and that is clear coming or two words now clear communication. Mm, I think mm. that is so important. I feel like yeah. one of the main issues, one of the main reasons why we have conflicts, why we have disputes, why we have members of our teams not necessarily delivering to their best is mm. because there's not enough clarity in communication. And so that's something that I continue to work on myself as a leader. How do I make it so clear to you that yeah. this is what I want us want us to do? And this yeah. is how I would yeah. like us to do it. I, I mean, However way you get it done, this is this is the path I would say we, we should probably go with. But mm-hmm. how do we, I carry you along to make sure that, you know, you're not getting lost in the shuffle. Your voice mm. is heard. At the end of the day, we accomplish that goal. And it all boils down to communication. 
great great uh great advice there um i i completely agree i think uh you know kind of there are a few key things that uh should be done really really well uh by leaders and and communication yeah. as you say clear communication and you know things like active listening and so on should just be done so uh so well so fundamental um so thank you for sharing that and i and i i love the fact that you know you kind of if someone uh in your team isn't kind of you know uh, performing as they should be in in whatever way you kind of look to yourself and you say okay something i did wrong here is it that i didn't communicate clearly enough with that person and that's why you know so i didn't give them all the information they require or i didn't give them all the tools that they require to do this properly and you know um there are pl- plenty of other leaders who would uh, would never kind of have the humility to um to to, to look to themselves at all mm-hmm. and um they would just instantly you know blame the um uh, blame their team member um so i really i i really i really admire that so thank you thank you for for mm-hmm. leading in that way and thank you for sharing that with us um okay so in addition to that excellent um advice around uh, navigating your way through those challenges that you've experienced do you have any other advice for our listeners on how to become strong kind leaders yes uh i think one other thing i would say is again i think i i guess it boils down to just communicating your dreams uh mm-hmm. or your goals for whatever that work or whatever it is you're trying to accomplish communicating it well with your team members because they cannot read your mind you know yeah. <laughs> they yeah. can't be mind yeah. readers so i i think that's really important because when the vision is clear then people know where they're headed towards and you know I love what you mentioned as well is active listening. Like it's everybody's voice counts. So making sure that your team members feel valued, I think is key. I'll give you an example. I had a, a, a team member that was working with me and was just really not meeting, you know, deadlines like, you know, she should and I you know I checked in what's what's going on before you know really giving that feedback is everything okay and it was yeah you know she had a young young baby who wasn't sleeping well and so that was making it hard for her to really show up and perform and of course it was great she was working with me yes sleep expert so you know but it took that because all I could see the tail end was well I asked for an assignment to be done and it wasn't done in time you know but then by the time I realized well if you're sleep deprived then no mm-hmm. wonder it's gonna yeah. be hard for you to perform optimally and so we were able to then at the end of the day deal with that we were able to help you know with helping her daughter sleep better and then all of a sudden that was all that was needed to do, to be done really yeah and so I think, but I would not have been able to get that if I had not stopped to listen, like what is yeah. going on? Talk to me, you know? So yeah. again, it may take a little bit more effort, but guess who's now super committed to the mission, right? Now yeah. she's like, wow, yeah. this person helped me, helped my own life, helped my child. Yeah. Now wants really, really committed to the mission of the team. So I think that's really helpful. Yeah. That's great. Um, uh, that. That whole kind of um, uh, thread of, of of kindness that 
runs through your approach um it's just really beautiful you know um you know there are plenty of leaders who who would be like oh well you know that person's not performing right uh let me go and shout at them uh, you know <laughs> and uh you know start on a, down that disciplinary disciplinary route mm-hmm. or whatever and you're like no hold on let's take a step back you know there's there's always more more going on mm-hmm. um you know we we none of us know what's really going on in each yeah. other's lives um and to actually take the the time to stop and uh have that interest um and then you you know you found out um what the problem was whereas other other leaders may not and then you can troubleshoot it and find a solution mm-hmm. and then this you know this uh, colleague starts to perform better at work and mm-hmm. they're you know they've got you as an expert to kind of advise on their mm-hmm. their baby's sleep so things are presumably go better at home and then yeah. you know it's just a knock-on effect so uh that, that's that's wonderful the impact you you were able to have on that person as well that's mm. fantastic okay so um do you have any uh take-home leadership messages um for our listeners what would be your 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 top tips and it's okay if you know you want to mentioned some of that you've already mentioned but what are your what are your favorite things about leadership my favorite again and again is our clarity in communication yeah and i think this takes practice and it gets better over time yeah and you know i would say as a sleep physician who understands and really is mission my mission is to empower leaders employees you know team members professionals on on the importance of sleep is don't make critical decisions when you're tired. (laughs) I would say sleep on it, especially if you feel like, you know, things as a leader, your team's not doing everything they're supposed to do before you uh, become reactive is really pause, you know, spend some time, make sure you're well rested before making those decisions. So uh, I think it's it really changes perspectives. I've had, you know, pretty much life altering decisions made uh, on a bed of sleep deprivation, and it's not pleasant. Right, the next morning yeah. you wake up, you're like, "Oh my, I guess I shouldn't yeah. have done yeah. this." <laughs> yeah, you know. So yeah. so get enough rest. Don't be too hasty in making some of those decisions. Pause, rest a little, and then and then and then you'll do better. That's that's really good. Really really good advice. Um, don't make critical decisions when you're tired. That's that's a, a wonderful take home. Um, and again, the the clarity of communication um, um, piece that you mentioned before, which is so important. But uh, that that critical decisions when you're tired. Uh, I mean, that's that that describes the the you know the the call um, the <laughs> part part of a, a resident's career, doesn't it? Really, you know, yeah. making critical. Yeah that affect uh patients outcomes but then you know in in the non non-clinical settings you've got mm-hmm. senior leaders making decisions that can affect the company and affect the mm-hmm. employees and the shareholders and all of these things isn't it and yeah. uh, which is why your work is is just so um incredibly important um for for and anyone uh really um yeah. great okay so we're um we're coming to uh, to the end of our uh, fantastic conversation. Thank you. Um, and I just want to give you the opportunity to share um, with the listeners what you're currently excited to be working on um, and, and perhaps things that they could get involved in working with you. Yes, absolutely. And this has been this has been incredible. I've had so much fun. So currently what I'm working on 
uh, a lot of the work I do is around, again, empowering and educating people, uh, educating high achievers, including leaders, yeah. on how to bring the how to change the culture and the narrative about around insufficient sleep and mm-hmm. how we can help promote good sleep health as a critical element of our wellness, right? We all talk about this wellness culture and self-care and things like that. And so really helping to change that narrative is really important. And I think it starts with education. So I conduct workshops for organizations. I give seminars uh, on on this same content of why sleep is important and how to make sure we're sleeping well. So, you know, how to help people set boundaries as leaders, as employees, as team members, so that we can get good rest. And so the days and the times when we're working and doing the work we're meant to do, we're doing it from a place of rest and and rather than mental, physical or emotional exhaustion. Uh, And so the best place to find me, my website is restfulsleepmd.com. And so really, if you want to learn more about what I do, we can definitely schedule a call to talk a little bit about how I can support you, how I can support your organization on getting this mission accomplished. We want people to do, we want people to do what we want to thrive, right? We want to achieve our goals, but we want to get there well rested. We want to get there without being burnt out. And yeah. one important way to achieve that is making sure that we prioritize our sleep. Superb, superb. Um, and I think, you know, we've all, we've been listening to you for um, the last sort of 40 minutes. So everyone should know how amazing you are at what you do. And how highly qualified you are and how much experience you have so um it'd be really uh very very sensible for them to reach out to you and get you to do some work work with them and um yeah your website rest restful md uh restful restful sleep md.com yeah um yeah. and we'll put the link to that in the in the notes uh the show summary so uh, and any other uh, links that you want so um fantastic so so Last question is, do you have any closing words that you'd like to share with the listeners? Yes, I would say that we all are, we all are, have leadership skills. We all do. We're all leaders in one capacity or another. And so I think it's important that we, you know, start to discover it. Like what exactly are those what are those strengths that I have that I that really helps contribute significantly in a positive way to to my team and and really just living it out and that takes some introspection that takes some trial and error but really being patient with yourself on that journey and one thing I say that's a little bit cheesy but it's it's just what I say and that is that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when sleep is abundant, we're able to radiate our inner brilliance. And what I mean by that is we all have this light. Like you said, we don't put our light under a bushel, but sometimes yeah. under layers and years of sleep deprivation, our light is just not shining. And so the best way we can start to make that is to prioritize our sleep. Love that. Love that quote. Radiator inner brilliance. I, I don't, well, you know what, if it's cheesy, I love cheese anyway, so that's, that's fine, but, but, you know, all types of cheese, but I don't think it's cheesy. I think it's uh I think it's a, an absolutely, um, you know, a, a spot on kind of summary really of, uh, you know, uh, we are 
you know, somewhat dulled and somewhat tarnished by uh, mm. uh, uh, chronic uh, cumulative sleep deprivation, and uh, just getting getting that back, it just kind of yeah you know, brings you brings your 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 shininess back so and your 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 brilliance back i love absolutely love that um and i completely agree with you i always i i often say this everyone is a leader um exactly as you say you know um in 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 the domestic situation even if you don't think you have any formal roles you know um you know in the home with your family um you know your wider family in the workplace even if you're not in a formal role i think um if people really reflect they can see that there's some mm. some lead leadership um qualities that they have and that they that they can work on so great messages thank you so much for those um those closing words so and and thank you again so much for coming on the show and sharing all your wisdom and and brilliant advice with us and um thank you to to anyone who's uh, tuned in uh for listening and um until the next episode in 2 weeks i wish you all health happiness and inspiring leadership take care Thank you so much for joining me and my guest on the Inspiring Women Leaders podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed listening to the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you did, please download the show and leave it a rating and a review so that together we can share the amazing lessons we've learned from my guests with listeners far and wide and help as many aspiring leaders as possible. Most of my podcasts will also be uploaded to my YouTube channel, Dr. Adam, Physician Coach, So please check out my channel there and hopefully you'll find some videos on similar topics to watch and enjoy. Finally, I have some exciting new group coaching programs and a membership scheme in the pipeline. So please keep a regular eye on my website, www.dradamharrison.com. That's www.dradamharrison.com for updates. Thank you again for your time today. And please join me next time, two weeks from now, on Alternate Wednesdays, for another brilliant episode of Inspiring Women Leaders.